At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, We guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome in to another edition of Rush Hour presented by Bet Rivers. I'm Danny Burke, live out of the Bet Rivers Sportsbook right here on Visa and the Sports Betting Network. And don't adjust your dials. Yes, it is me, Danny Burke, without the mask. And I'm sorry, now you're going to have to be looking at this ugly mug. But we're happy you're here with us today. We got a good show planned for you this evening. We talking some hockey with AJ Scholes. Does a great job covering the puck over at RotoWire, and we have a good slate of games tonight and a few look forward to tomorrow naturally and you know in certain series where a couple of teams have a strong hold let's take a look at their futures odds as well so we'll be sure to do that with AJ between that we'll talk with Aaron Bruski to talk about the games in the NBA tonight series prices and championship odds that have been updated the series prices are really fascinating to look at as of now, even though only one game has gone by in these series, I mean, you're getting pretty good value with a lot of these squats. Denver, uh, Denver Nuggets, for example, over 2-1, to one, despite dropping game one against Portland. Maybe they're still a viable option with that value. So we'll be sure to hit on all of that. We got some baseball plays to look forward to as well. And a couple of prop plays I like for this evening's NBA slate. So much to get to, but... Uh, We'd be remiss if we didn't kind of revisit the whole news with Julio Jones and where he may end up for this upcoming 2021 NFL season on Undisputed. Shannon Sharp gives him the call saying, are you going to be with Atlanta? And he says, I'm out of there. And then they joke and say, what about the Cowboys? And pretty much, no, it's not going to be Dallas, but that's not the main point. The main point is, how have these odds shifted since Friday, and where is he most likely going to end up? Because we started the show looking at this on Friday, and I kind of gave my take thinking, you know, where the best value could be potentially and which would make the most sense. 
Now, the movements really have been toward the Patriots, who are now at 3-1, to one, and they've kind of been in talks, seeming like the front runner in some kind of sense to land Julio. So at Bet Rivers, the Patriots are 3-1 to one to get Jones. The Titans still at the top. They're at 4-1. to one. Falcons 5-1. to one. Chargers 7-1. to one. Ravens, Colts, Raiders, 49ers all at 8-1. to one. The Jags at 10-1. to one. Browns 12 to 1, the Green Bay Packers 13 to 1, and the Arizona Cardinals at 14 to 1. Now, what's fascinating about the Arizona Cardinals, I kind of pointed them out on Friday because DeAndre Hopkins had the tweet saying that he would restructure his contract in order to get a guy like Julio Jones, and they were 25 to 1 on Friday. So, again, it's not that I was necessarily advising you to bet that. It was that, hey, look at this value 25 to 1. If this is the market you may be interested in, this could be a play worth some value. So, it went down from 25 to 1. Not a 14-1. That doesn't necessarily mean anything more so a liability type of case. But still kind of just interesting and noteworthy. Uh, the teams that really stood, uh, stand out to me the most, I mean, I get why the Patriots are at 3-1. to one. You're hearing all this news about it. Maybe they're being the top team. But, you know, Julio, like he said, wants to go to a team that is ready to win right now. I mean, who wouldn't? And if I'm Julio, to me personally, I don't know if the Patriots are that squad. Yes, you know you can trust Bill Belichick. You know that the defense will be probably solid, getting pieces back that were gone this past season, so the defense should be solid. But what about that offense that was just so brutal this past year? And again, I know that they were missing players on that side as well, but do you trust Cam Newton enough at this stage to end your career potentially with this team in this one opportunity? I, I wouldn't think so. I mean, you look at the Titans on the other side, Tannehill, a guy who doesn't throw that much, but that's a division that's fairly wide open. Uh, the Falcons, let's be honest, you're not putting your money there because he just said he wants to get out of there. Chargers are an up-and-coming team. Seems a little bit too good to be true for the Chargers. Again, the team that I pointed out, that could make the most sense. What about the 49ers at 8-1? to San Francisco was already an established, solid squad. Yes, last year was bad for them, 6-10, and but that team was dealing with injuries all over the place. You get Kyle Shanahan, who's a solid coach. And yes, I guess you can make the argument, well, maybe he doesn't trust Jimmy Garoppolo. Maybe Trey Lance gets implemented and he doesn't know what he's going to get out of them. That's all fair, but in my mind, they're one of the top teams that is ready to win a championship at this moment. Same thing with the Packers here, potentially at 13-1. to And then you look at a team like Green Bay who's trying to keep Aaron Rodgers. Incentive right there to keep AR-12. Hey, we'll bring in another weapon in Julio Jones. And also, I mean, you got to restructure Devontae Adams' contract. That's a big thing, too. So, look, there are a lot of possibilities here, obviously, and I truly don't think anyone has a strong grip or feeling of what's going to happen. But this is going to be fun to see where Jones goes, one of the top receivers in the league right now. These are typically the markets I don't like to get into as much because you don't really have a strong feeling unless you get some kind of insider knowledge in some sense. But, again, more so for the value play, I like the 49ers make sense. Packers and the Cardinals, my top three teams, if I had to look up for anywhere for Julio Jones to go for this upcoming season. But once again, the show is Rush Hour, presented by Bet Rivers. I'm Danny Burke, your host, doing it live out of the Bet Rivers Sportsbook right here in Des Plaines, Illinois. You can follow me on Twitter at DannyBurke5 and VEASAN at VEASAN Live. We'll be talking some hoops with Aaron Bruski, GM of Hoopball, in about five minutes. Get his thoughts on tonight's game, series prices, and much more. A.J. Scholes of Rotowire, he'll be joining us toward the end of the program. We'll talk some puck with tonight's slate of games, along with tomorrow's and some Stanley Cup futures odds. We've got baseball to dissect as well, and a couple of plays personally that I have in the NBA. And let's kind of get into one of them right now, because this game's going to be tipping off at about 6.30 p.m. Central Time, so I wanted to throw it out there before the game gets underway, and it's going to be between the Heat and the Bucks. And we see Milwaukee in this spot as a five-point favorite 
Uh, they opened up, what, around four, four and a half. So they've gotten a little bit of the attention as of late. Now a five-point favorite. Minus 195 on the money line. This total at 223 and a half. And it is shaded a little to the over. But the angle that I'm looking at here, aside from the spread and the total, which, of course, we'll dissect further with Aaron Bruski. What about a player to score most points? This is a prop that we've done a few times throughout this NBA season, and we did it this past week. And I'm trying to think who. Oh, Rui Hachimara is who we had to score more than Marcus Smart. We got to buy one point. So hopefully it's not as uh, much of a sweat, but hopefully we still get the dub. And the matchup I'm looking at is Drew Holiday versus Bam out of bio. Now, Drew Holiday is the favorite, minus 120 to score more than Bam out of bio. And that's the direction that I played. I went with Holiday minus 120. Kind of just getting into the stats, we'll start with the big man uh, big man, and Bam. Against Milwaukee, I mean, starting at the beginning of the year, back in December, 12 points in the first matchup, 22 in the second matchup versus Milwaukee. Then they played each other the last game of the season, only had five points, and most recently in game one, dropped nine points. So he's averaging just 12 points per game versus Milwaukee this year. Now, Bam's shot selection, 54% come from mid-range, 45% come at the rim. He's making 45% from mid-range and 75% at the rim, but you know how good this Bucks defense is at the rim. They're allowing opponents to shoot just 61.5%, which is fourth best in the association. They're a little bit lackluster from mid-range, 20th worst, allowing opponents to shoot about 43%, but it's a tough matchup going against Giannis for Bam at a bio. There really hasn't been that consistency there. So I don't have as much faith with Bam. And the reason I like Drew to score more because, look, this guy's already averaging about 18 points per game this season. Versus Miami, we've seen consistency with him. In December, dropped 24 points in the first matchup. Then a little bit worse of a performance with 13 points. Last game of the season versus Miami, dropped 20. Game one, also dropped 20 points. His shot selection is very spread out. I mean, fairly evenly. 36% at the rim, 32% from mid-range, and 32% from three. And he's hitting 40% from three. 46% from mid-range and over 65% at the rim. Basically, my point is Miami is a very solid defensive team where they don't do that well. Uh, at the rim, they don't defend the best, allowing opponents to shoot about 65%, which is 17th, so below average in the league. But look, they're allowing their opponents to shoot just 43% of their shots from the three-point range, which is dead last in the NBA. So Drew Holiday, if he can get those three-point attempts up, which we've seen in this matchup against Miami, I think he's got a favorable spot here, at least compared to Bam Adebayo, especially when you're going head-to-head -head defensive-wise. Bam, again, going against Giannis, having to worry about both sides of the ball with the Greek freak. Not favorable to Adebayo. I like Drew Holiday here, and I think he scores more points. So I laid minus 120 for Drew Holiday to score more points than Bam Adebayo. Now, again, we do have another play that we'll kind of get into later in that Trailblazers and Nuggets game, but that's the first one that I have on tonight's slate with that Miami Heat and uh, Milwaukee Bucks game. Again, this one opened four and a half. Milwaukee's now ticked up at Bet Rivers to a five-point favorite. They're also minus 195 on the money line. Miami catching plus 163 on the buyback. This total at 223 and a half. That's gone up from the opener at 221 and a half. Let's get into this a little bit more so with Aaron Bruski, who you can follow on Twitter, at Aaron Bruski, and catch all of his great content at HoopBall, where he is the GM. So, Aaron, it was a great weekend filled with some hoops action. We're looking forward to some more exciting action tonight. What are your thoughts in this game, too, with Milwaukee? I mean, the overtime game winner from Chris Middleton. Do you think this game is going to be as close, or can Milwaukee potentially have a little bit stronger hold in this spot? You know, I, I think this is going to be close almost all series long. I really have a hard time seeing either team pulling away and blowing the other one out. 
you know, defense is good for both squads. Um, but the, the, the biggest thing that I've noticed and why we put our, our big play on the Heat in ahead of time is the Heat have solutions for all of the Bucks' main guys. You know, Giannis, you got Bam, Chris Middleton. The Heat have a number of different defenders that can at least make him as uh, inefficient as possible. You know, Drew Holiday is going to have to lock up with Jimmy Butler. And, and after that, the, the Bucks get real thin. And um, they do have some unique players that can push the needle a bit. But um, when you have the other team's offensive threats covered, and, and, and maybe they can come in and turn around and say, hey, Jimmy Butler, you're not an offensively focused player. Bam, out of bio, you come and go offensively. But then you have Goran Dragic, Tyler Hero, and, and others that can score the ball that, that Milwaukee might not have an answer for. I've always seen this series as tilting in favor of the Heat. Yeah, I'm kind of with you, too. I mean, just looking at the box score from game one, do you see the difference in the amount of players who are able to score from Miami compared to Milwaukee? I mean, you get role players, kind of like Duncan Robinson, who we're not expecting him necessarily to drop 24 points again, but that's what you can get. You can get it out of Dragic as well, who dropped 25. With Milwaukee, it's really just that starting group that you need to come through, and if one of those guys can't do it, then Milwaukee may be in trouble. So I'm kind of with you, too. It seems hard to want to lay the points with Milwaukee here because, again, you know, Miami has that experience. They have a little bit more depth now that they're healthy. So I tend to agree with you. Taking the points with Miami would be where I would be leaning with the spread. But now in terms of the total, Aaron, what do you think with this at 223.5? It opened 221.5, so it looks like the over has been the popular play. Any thoughts with this total? I, you know, I'm a little gun-shy on totals just in terms of keeping my, my record nice and pristine. Um, in game one, you always have, I know, right? It's all about me. Uh, you always have the tight w- or the, 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 the football game-like atmosphere in game one. The transition from regular season defense to playoff defense is usually pretty jarring. I thought the refs did a decent job of keeping it in check uh, or keeping it, keeping it kind of in the middle for this uh, first game one. So you don't know if game two or the refs going to you know, um, call a few more fouls, sort of overcorrect for the physical play that we'll see in game one. So I'm a little bit, um, you know, there, there's going to be a lot of rebound effect, I think, where uh, teams might go over at, 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 in game two, game twos here. But, again, this defensive alignment for both squads, really. I mean, Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo aren't going to go combine eight for 37 all series long. This will probably be the worst that they've played offensively. So is there an argument for the over in this game? Absolutely. But still, you've got a lot of high-end defenders on the floor. If the refereeing is anything like we saw in the first games, you know, I, I think that you might be set up for another under here, so I'll probably stay away. All right, let's go ahead and look at the later game tonight, 9 p.m. Central Time tip-off. The Nuggets, who fell in game one, they are a two-point favorite against the Trailblazers. Nuggets also minus 129 on the money line. Portland plus 107. This total at 227. How do we think this one goes down? I mean, personally, I was leaning a little bit more toward Portland in game one. Will Barton still is going to be out uh, that side of the ball is kind of just banged up overall for Denver, which is tough when you have to go up against the likes of Damian Lillard and C.J. McCollum. But at the other at the other side, I mean, it's so hard for them to stop Jokic at this point. No one can contain him. So which one prospers here in game two? You know, it, it, I think everybody's looking at this and saying there's no way Denver can lose two games at home to open this series up. And then they're just putting their faith in, in Jokic and, to a lesser degree, Michael Malone. But when, when you look at this matchup, and one reason that I'm leaning Portland, I'm not going to pull the trigger because I'm like everybody else. I, I'm wondering what Jokic is going to do. This is a guy who has put up an all-time performance from the center position. is something historic, and you kind of don't want to bet against that. 
But the the backcourt for Denver has no chance whatsoever against the backcourt of Portland, and that was clear in game one. They didn't even really play that well, Portland, and they still had everybody as a team had success. Um, you know, with that math in play, you know, I, I just I, I don't have it in me to say, yeah, I'm going to go take Denver. So, you know, if I had a gun to my head, I'd actually take Portland in this one. Exactly. I mean, that backcourt is so tough for Denver to match up with. And look, if it's just Jokic, yes, he's going to get his own. You know that's going to come to fruition. But it's so tough with how Portland could be spread out offensively, especially if Carmelo has another solid night tonight. Now, like you said, I mean, a lot of people saw processes that the Nuggets can't drop two in a row. But I'm kind of with you. I'm not going to be surprised if that happens. When we're looking at these updated series prices, currently Denver is plus 220. The Trailblazers are minus 286. So do you almost go with the value with the Nuggets at plus 220, or if you're not so sure with them tonight, do you wait? And then if you really still want to bet them down 2-0, get some better value, how would you kind of attack that series price angle? You know, I always got to ask myself, can they win it? You know, like uh, the odds are great, you know, and you're going to get that plus money. But, like, at the end of the day, can they actually pull it off? And and I just don't think the Nuggets have it in them. I mean, it, 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 the matchups are really important here. You you got Damian Lillard, and you can't even effectively double-team him because of how good he is and, and how bad the coverage is on him. And, and that just is a pick-your-poison situation that's going to linger no matter how long this series goes. You know, they've, ex- they've defied expectations all year. I think that, that this is the time they stop doing it. All right, let's look ahead to the slate tomorrow night, 6.30 p.m. Central Time tip-off. We got Boston and Brooklyn. The Nets getting the dub game one, 104-93. to They come back in game two as a 9.5-point favorite at Bet Rivers. This total at 227.5. Look, this number's pretty high, but once Brooklyn catches some steam, they're hard to stop. So how do you figure this one goes down tomorrow night? Yeah, you know, I leaned toward uh, Boston, and then I didn't take it um, for game one, and it was the exact scenario that, that, that I feared that, that ended up happening is Boston can play an incredible game for two and a half quarters, and then, like you said, the Nets can just come in and turn it on and then trip and fall and get over the number. And I think that, that Boston probably threw their best punch in game one, and, and this is going to be probably a Nets game, if I had to guess. Um, it's just too – when you have Kevin Durant just hanging around and he can go, I think he was 10 for 25 in that game, and, and that's sort of the bottom of how he's going to play, uh, they, they could just throw a 20 spot up at any point in time, it feels like. So I'm going to actually stay away, but if I was leaning, I would take the net. Okay, all right. Well, let's look at this next matchup with the Suns and the Lakers. A lot more narrow of a spread here as we see Phoenix catching one and a half after getting – the win in game one, and this total a short one at 208.5. Look, LeBron and AD really didn't sync up in game one, and I, you could say whatever you want. If anything with the playing game had to deal with it, I, I don't really think that had so much of a factor. But the Suns team is good, and look, can they go deep in game in seven games potentially with Los Angeles? That's my fear. But early on here, it's hard not to look at Phoenix having the advantage, unless, Aaron, maybe you think that LeBron and AD are going to get it figured out by this second game. I mean, how do you think they come out firing with 9 p.m. Central Time tip in Phoenix with the Suns taking on the Lakers? I mean, I'm going to go forward with the assumption that Chris Paul can play and, and do at least at minimum what he did in the second half of that last game. That might be the only thing that would crack me on my support for the Suns. We had them in the first game. Um, you know, you have a problem if you're the Lakers in that DeAndre Ayton can stand there and get in the way of Anthony Davis pretty effectively. And uh, Jay Crowder, in terms of a LeBron slower downer, 
is, is kind of at the top of the list in the league of guys that you would like to be able to have that. And then you've got the, the ancillary. You, you got Mikhail Bridges, who can't quite cover LeBron, but he's going to be an all-NBA defender probably as soon as next year. So this is a really good team. I haven't even really talked about the backcourt for the Suns yet. They, interestingly, if we are talking totals here, I thought they really made an attempt to push the ball. And, and that number of 208, and this is not a running team, the Suns. I think maybe some game one energy had to do with that. But I think they want to get up and down the floor and push the Lakers who have been banged up. So I might look at that number to go over. And, and in terms of do I take the Suns again? Yeah, I think, you know, I'm, I'm leaning hard that way, and that might ultimately end up being my play. But they are the more talented basketball team, and then you factor in they do have solutions for the superstars. So I think this is going to be the time they shock the world. All right, we'll be excited to see that. And then, Aaron, finally, before we let you go here, let's talk Mavs and Clippers, the last game tomorrow night. Los Angeles lane six, this total 216. Poor performance from the Clippers really all around against the Mavericks. Will they have a lance, uh, an answer for Luke and company for game two? You know, I don't have a great deal on the total, but the, the Mavs, we did have the Mavs in game one. And this Clippers team has, it's a two-player team. You know, you got Paul George, Pandemic P, and, and Kawhi. And, and Kawhi is drawing um, Maxi Kleber on the other side, who, who most people don't know is a really good defender, and he's had some injury issues, and he got dunked on. Um, that's what most people will remember about that game. But he's a good cover for Kawhi. And, and, and they have in Dallas a, a team that knows what they are. They play Luka Ball. They're, they're the guys that are not shooting a ton and putting up big numbers. They know they're out there defensively. I, I think you got a great coach in, in Rick Carlisle. I think this team in the Clippers side has put their whole future on this, this, this particular iteration of their squad. And I think they all know that this squad can't do it. So it's kind of that, you know, getting off the ship before it sinks sort of feel around this team. I think you can see this thing snowball, you know, shades of the Lakers versus the Mavs many, many years ago when the Mavs shocked them. And, and the Mavs, to me, have the better team. So not only am I leaning toward the Mavs, but I will probably make the play on the Mavs. Okay, so the Mavericks, you can get catching six for game two. Also, two to one as a dog on the money line. Some interesting thoughts from Aaron Bruce. He does such a great job covering the NBA. Sounds like he did really well with those opening games, Aaron. So, uh, looking for more success for the round of game two. Thanks for hopping out as always, my man. Hey, thanks, guys. Have a good one. At Aaron Bruski is where you can follow him on Twitter. And to get more of his content, check it out hoopball.com. And look, speaking of that Clippers and Mavericks game, again, the Mavericks catching six in the spot. If you're updating the series prices, though, the Clippers minus 155 to still win the series over the Mavericks. And then you see the fifth seed Dallas plus 125 is already up 1-0 in this opening round series. Look, I, it's an interesting point. I mean, do they know? Do they think that? Maybe this isn't just going to be their year. They're not going to get the job done. Who knows? But uh, to me, it's still hard to trust the Mavericks to win this series. I wouldn't be looking at anything for game two. But if you think the Clippers are going to win game two, again, might be the time now to jump in on that series prize at minus 155. All right, coming up next here on Rush Hour, more NBA talk. We'll revisit our first best bet that we have, and then we'll talk another one with a player on the Portland Trailblazers. All coming up next here on Rush Hour. 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Get the most out of all odds with Bet Rivers. Daily hometown discounts on boosts on your favorite teams only at your hometown sportsbook. And to make your experience even more rewarding, BetRivers offers the most live streams to major sports, instant payouts, and only one-time playthrough. Offer valid in Illinois only. Must be 21 or older. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Not valid for any participant of the Illinois Gaming Board statewide voluntary self-exclusion program. Daily hometown discounts available. BetRivers.com. Back at it here on Rush Hour, all on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. I'm Danny Burke, your host, live out of the Bet Rivers Sportsbook, just outside of Chicago, the Rivers Casino in Des Plaines, Illinois. Still to come, A.J. Scholes, NHL assistant editor over at RotoWire, will be talking about the later games on Puck tonight. And we'll kind of take a look at those Stanley Cup futures odds. Big thanks to Aaron Bruski for talking some basketball with us. Let's kind of keep up with that basketball conversation Beginning of the show, if you missed it, I gave out one play for that first game tonight. Going to be tipping off very soon, maybe 15 minutes or so, because they always delay a little bit further than they actually say it's going to start. Uh, the Bucks and the Heat. Bucks are a five-point favorite. Totals 223.5, but I'm going with a prop. Who's going to score the most points, Drew Holiday or Bam Adebayo? I laid minus 120 with Drew Holiday. He's been very consistent against Miami, averaging over 19 points per game this season versus Miami. Conversely, Bam just averaging 12 points per game this year versus Milwaukee. So we won't go into it too much because we already did, but I am playing Drew Holiday to score more than Bam Adebayo. Let's go ahead and look at the later game this evening with Denver and Portland. The Nuggets in this spot, 
They're a two-point favorite. They open up about one, one and a half. So a lot of people thinking maybe, hey, Denver's not going to drop two in a row like Aaron Bruski was discussing. Uh, this total we see at 227. Moneyline has Denver minus 129. Portland plus 107 on the buyback. Look, like you said, I mean, it's really hard for Denver to match up with this backcourt of Portland's with all those injuries. I mean, Barton's going to be out once again. Jokic is going to get his. He's probably going to score, you know, 30 consistently this whole series because Enos Kanter isn't slowing him down, that's for sure. But I do lean a little bit toward Portland. You know, kind of like what Aaron said again, you know, if I had to play anything with the spread, money line, whatever, I would rather trust Portland than I would Denver, but not enough to play it officially. So instead, again, I looked at a player prop here. And how about Carmelo Anthony? Now, I've been looking to play Carmelo Anthony in a lot of games this year, but for some reason, sometimes his props haven't been posted, but they were for tonight's event. And 12.5 is where we saw his number listed. The over minus 117, the under minus 109. So Carmelo's averaging over 13 points per game this season. And against the Nuggets alone, he's averaging 16, he's averaging 16 points per game. And he plays a lot better on the road against Denver than he does at home, you know, um, Typical, usual surroundings for him, so maybe he's just a little bit more familiarity, whatever it is, more incentive to play better. But nevertheless, in game one, he dropped 18 points. Last game of the season, he only dropped 10. And in April against Denver, he dropped 12. Back in February, he dropped 24. So it's not necessarily these stats or anything to write home about, but you're very happy with the game one performance if you're looking toward the over 12.5, which I am. Because, look, when you're looking at Carmelo, over half of his shots come from mid-range. Just under 40% come from beyond the arc. He's making 42% from mid-range and 41% from three-point. Now, the Nuggets, they're not that bad, actually, from defending mid-range. They're really bad when it comes to the rim, but from mid-range, they're allowing opponents to shoot 41%, which is seventh best, and then from beyond the arc, 37%, which is right in the middle, 15th in the NBA. Now, 38.5% of all their opponent's shots against the Nuggets. They do come from beyond the arc, which is 24th. A lot of those shot opportunities are coming from the three-point line, and Carmelo can obviously have a field day from back there, which we did see him do pretty successfully in game one, four of eight from beyond the arc, six to 12 overall, two and two from the charity stripe. Look, what it comes down to once again is this, this backcourt is just really a tough matchup for this Denver team, and Portland's so, so spread out offensively, you got to be concerned with Dame. you got to be concerned with C.J. McCollum, even Norman Pollen. It's going to leave one of them open, and Carmelo's a guy who can thrive in that situation. So I think it's better to attack the Carmelo Anthony prop now if he goes over again before it adjusts. So I played Carmelo Anthony over 12.5, laid minus 117, hoping we get a vintage Carmelo Anthony performance, which is, you know, seldom it comes by, but let's hope we get it from the veteran. Really quick, another one we had just to kind of throw it out there if you're interested in another play potentially. Tyler Hero at 10.5. He's another guy who you could maybe look to go over in this spot. 40% of his shots come from three-point, and 38% come from mid-range in his matchup against Milwaukee. Milwaukee defends mid-range and three-point the worst. They're really good at the rim, but in those two spots, they're very weak. Ten and a half is a short amount for Hero. I know he's had a rough season. He got ten in the first game. Wouldn't be surprised if he eclipses ten and a half tonight. So if you just kind of wanted to venture in another, in another direction, a Tyler Hero over ten and a half, if you think we can see little bit of what we saw from him in the postseason last year. Maybe not a bad play from the young player. All right, that's going to wrap it up for some basketball, though. Coming up next, let's go to the diamond. A few baseball plays that could be advantageous for you. We'll discuss next right here on Rush Hour, all on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. Here at VEASAN, we have a new feature, all on VEASAN.com, because every day we're posting the latest betting splits on every game in the major sports with current odds and what percentage of bets and money are being placed on each game. 
Check this info daily to find out which games are seeing the most tickets written and if that matches the money coming in on those games to help you find a betting edge. And of course, we have all the odds, data, and analysis for every single game as well. Start your next sports bet at VSIN.com. It is VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. The show is Rush Hour. Danny Burke, your host, doing it live out of the Bet River Sportsbook right here in Des Plaines, Illinois. At Danny Burke 5 is where you can follow me on Twitter at VSIN Live for the Vegas Stats and Information Network. Once again, VSIN.com where you can get a hold of all those betting splits and much more. Let's kind of get into the baseball slate tonight. we got a few games to look forward to, and starting with one close to home here in the Midwest, let's talk Milwaukee and San Diego. This one opened up, Milwaukee minus 109, San Diego minus 101 on the other side. This total at about 7. We've seen the total stay the same for the most part. You're getting Brandon Woodruff, who's had a phenomenal year thus far, taking the bump from Milwaukee. And Blake Snell, the southpaw, we're accustomed to him being solid, and he really has had a solid year as of this point as well. He's 1-0 with a 3.79 ERA, a 3.32 XVIP, and a 1.46 whip, which is a tad bit concerning for Snell. And the Padres have moved as the dog in this position now. Again, they were minus 101. Now they're at plus 102. Milwaukee has gotten a little bit of the love in the market now to minus 117. But again, like we said, consistency with this total at 7 because Milwaukee's offense has been so inept just this whole year, and their pitching has really been dominant. But look, you're getting this Padres team coming in on a nine-game winning streak. The Brewers, they won their last two games, both of those against Cincinnati. But the Brewers against Southpaws this season, 693 OPS, 19th. In the big leagues, last 15 days versus Southpaws, 637 OPS, which is 26, so even worse. It's not like Milwaukee's offense has gotten any better by any sense of the imagination. Now the Padres, like we said, they're on a nice winning streak here. And in this winning streak against righties, they have a 732 OPS, which is ninth best in the big leagues. Last 15 days, second best versus righties, 844 OPS. You add that into consideration along with Milwaukee with their bullpen, as good as their pitching is and as typically good as their bullpen has been, not as of late. A 4.53 bullpen ERA to start this campaign, really, of this 2021 season. in San Diego, number one bullpen ERA in baseball, 2.53. So, look, I, I, I get that the market's moving toward Milwaukee here because it's really hard to bet against Brandon Woodruff. And, you know, a lot of people always think when you get on this nice winning streak like we've seen with San Diego, Maybe that's going to come to an end, especially against a solid pitcher in Woodruff. But to me, if you're getting plus money with San Diego, who can hit, unlike Milwaukee, that's the direction I would lean. Again, nothing that I played officially, but a stronger lean towards San Diego as opposed to Milwaukee, if anything, between that matchup with the Brewers and the Padres. This one about to get underway very soon. Let's look at a game that's going to have first pitch in probably about 25, 30 minutes or so. The White Sox taking on the St. Louis Cardinals tonight, and if you're back in the White Sox, you're probably feeling pretty good about yourself considering they're going up against the Southpaw because, as we know, the White Sox thrive against lefties. Number one OPS this year in baseball against lefties, 843. St. Louis against righties this year, 683, which is 21st worst in Major League Baseball. But the White Sox getting a lot of movement, minus 145 up to minus 195. The Cardinals plus 165 on the buyback. This total we saw open 8, now it's up to 8.5, slightly shaded to the under, minus 114. 
looking at the bullpen splits as well, Chicago 3.88 bullpen ERA, the Cardinals a 4.30 bullpen ERA, and I always like to throw that out because look, at the end of these games, the bullpen is going to screw you a lot of times, so you better know which one you can probably trust a little bit more so than the other. Uh, you get Kim on the bump, the lefty for the Cardinals. He really hasn't been that bad. 1-1 one one with a 2.73 ERA, 3.78 XFIP, and a 1.29 whip. It's just not ideal to back him against this White Sox team that pummels lefties. And you're getting Lance Lynn to take the mound for the White Sox, who's been solid in his first season with Chicago. 4-1, a 1.55 ERA, 3.95 XFIP, and a whip of .98. Now look... The only way I would go here is laying the run line with Chicago at about plus 105. So you're still getting a little bit of plus money. I didn't like it enough to actually want to play. I was hoping maybe to get more plus 115, plus 120. But I do think the White Sox are the right play here. Again, huge movement in favor of Chicago. Really good spot for him tonight against his Cardinals team who's slumping a little bit. They lost 2-3 against the Cubs. So it's going to get only tougher tonight against a team that dominates against lefties, which they're putting on the mound this evening. Now, finally, let's talk Oakland and Seattle. The Mariners, a dog in this spot, plus 145. They're on a six-game losing streak. Uh, the A's, minus 167 as the favorite. They opened up minus 148. So a game, another one where we've seen the favorite get a lot of love on their side, minus 148 up to minus 167. This total at 7.5, which is ticked down from the opener of 8. It is shaded to the over still, though, at 7.5, minus 113 to the over, under minus 106. Kikuchi, a guy who seems like we talk about all the time, uh, he's 1-3, the lefty for the Mariners, with a 4.32 ERA, 3.40 XBIP, and a 1.10 whip. So again, Kikuchi hasn't been bad. It's just the Mariners are such a bad team that you can't trust him even when he's on the mound. Now, Frankie Montas on the other side for the, uh, the Oakland A's. Look, Montas really hasn't been that solid, but Oakland, their team in general, can do enough to suffice for him to get a dub. We've seen him get five this year. He's 5-3 with a 4.79 ERA and an XFIP, a high one, a dangerous one, a 4.46, and a whip that's not too trustworthy at 1.40. Now, Oakland versus left-handed pitching, 767 OPS this season. Very solid. Even more solid the last two weeks against lefties. Oakland's hitting 813. That's their OPS, which is fifth best in the big leagues. The last 15 days for Seattle against righties, dead last with a 574 OPS. And even overall, if you don't want to look at it more narrowly, this whole season against righties, a 644 OPS, which is 28th worst in Major League Baseball. So look, again, the movement's been going toward Oakland, minus 167. Too high for my liking here, and I don't really trust Montas that, uh, uh, that much to want to lay that amount. So it seems a little odd that it's dipped down from 8 to 7.5. But maybe people are thinking that Montas, because of how bad the Seattle defense or offense is, that he can pitch a decent enough gem. And Kikuchi on the other side, his numbers are pretty favorable. It's just, you know, you can't trust Seattle in any sense. So maybe look at a total run by Oakland. Four and a half is what we're seeing at Bat Rivers. I'd rather have the four, obviously, but you are getting plus money if you go over four and a half with Oakland. I do think they get the outright dub. But again, the price a little bit too steep for my liking to want to actually play it. You're looking for any of them out of those three games, though. So look at the White Sox. And we love betting them against lefties. Look at that run line if you want a little bit of plus money at about plus 105 or so for the White Sox taking on the St. Louis Cardinals. All right, enough baseball talk here on Rush Hour. Let's talk some postseason hockey, baby. A.J. Schultz, NHL assistant editor over at Rotowire, going to give us his thoughts and plays on the later slate tonight and some futures odds. So stick around. More plays with the puck coming up next here on Rush Hour. 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. The wait is almost over. Get ready for the 2024 NFL season as the full schedule is announced. Every rivalry, every rematch, every rookie debut, every game revealed. The 2024 NFL schedule release presented by Verizon coming in May. Live on NFL Network, ESPN2 and streaming on NFL+. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Visit nfl.com slash schedule release to learn more. Get the most out of all odds with Bet Rivers. Daily hometown discounts on boosts. Not all of your favorite teams, only at your hometown sportsbook. And to make your experience even more rewarding, Bet Rivers offers the most live streams of major sports, instant payouts, and only one-time playthrough. Offer valid in Illinois only. Must be 21 or older. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Not valid for any participant of the Illinois Gaming Board statewide voluntary self-exclusion program. Daily hometown discounts available. BetRivers.com. Wrapping up a Monday edition of the show that is Rush Hour right here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. I'm Danny Burke, your host, live out of the Bat Rivers Sportsbook. Already got the Bucks going underway with the Miami Heat. Some early hockey playoff action as well. Let's look into the later games on the ice tonight with A.J. Scholes, who does a great job covering the sport over, over at Rotowire. And you can follow him on Twitter at A.J. Scholes 24. Now, A.J., let's start with this first game. In about 15 minutes, we'll see puck drop with the Lightning and the Panthers. Tampa Bay throw up 3-1 in the series, but it doesn't necessarily feel like that. Tampa Bay's just finding a way to win, and a great performance in the last matchup. But in this spot, they're minus 112. Florida, minus 104 on the other side. This total we see at 6. Looks like Florida's been getting a lot of love on the market here. Do you think that's the right move in this game, or do you keep rolling with Tampa Bay considering they still find a way to win? Well, I think you have to consider Tampa Bay. They, they've got so much firepower here. Um, I, I'm off this game in terms of money line or, or even puck line. I, I think this one's going to be close. The, the bet I like tonight for this game is honestly the under. Uh, six is the, the total here. Under at 106, so you're, you're not giving up that much. Uh, you've got Spencer Knight going to get his first start here. He's undefeated in four NHL games. This is a kid that doesn't look like he's phased 
by playing at this level at all. 2.32 goals against average in those outings. On the other side, obviously, Andre Vasilevsky, who is for sure going to be a Vezina Trophy nominee, could take home the trophy again. I think we could see a, a net mining battle tonight in this one. Yeah, and, and you mentioned Spencer Knight, and that's what I was going to go to next. I mean, look, he, like you said, I mean, he's 4 no as at this point. He's been really solid as a rookie, but isn't it kind of tough to trust as a better and just as a coach, a rookie in this potential eliminating game spot right now? I mean, do you have enough confidence, or do you th like? why do you think people would still have confidence in him? Is it because, like you said, he just seems unfazed and it's something new? I mean, that's where I would start, obviously. And, you know, we've seen all the time teams get bumps when a different goaltender comes in, something fresh, something new. And, look, obviously the coaching staff believes in him because you're putting your $10 million man, Sergei Bobrovsky, on the sideline in a must-win game. So they've obviously seen something here from Spencer Knight. It instills a bit of confidence in me. We've seen a couple rookies play games already in, in Sorokin um, and, and Vanasek uh, in, in Washington. So it's definitely uh, been a, a trend this year to see some younger guys getting opportunities right out the gate. What does that do to a guy mentally like Boborowski, who you said who gets seated, you know, for a guy like Spencer Knight as a rookie, if Florida is able to win this game, and even not just looking ahead to next season? I mean, is that something that could really mess him up, or do you see that more as a moting, uh, motivating kind of tool? I have no idea, honestly, with Sergey Bobrovsky, because, you know, it could go either way. Um, you know, if, if you're getting paid that much, you're supposed to be the guy, and, and I'm sure he wants to be the guy. So I could see it motivating him. But I could also see it being just a, a point of dissension. They went out, they drafted Spencer Knight. Well, they have Bobrovsky. He signed to this long deal. Like, he's supposed to come to Florida and be the guy, and suddenly he's not anymore. So I could certainly see him doing something crazy, asking for a trade, or, or you know, maybe he asked him to put him up for, for Seattle to take him or something like that. So uh, I think all possibilities are, are open there, and it just is going to depend on his mentality on, on how to approach it. All right, AJ, let's move on here with the series that has just kind of blown my mind in a sense because I really thought that Edmonton maybe not necessarily would be dominating this series but would be doing a lot better than we've seen thus far. I mean, especially if Winnipeg ends up sweeping, that would just kind of be very shocking to me. And in this spot, they have the chance to do so as a slight dog, plus 104 at Bet Rivers. We see Edmonton minus a buck 20. This total at six, however, it's shaded decently to the under, minus 122. Can Edmonton finally get the dub, or do you think the sweep is going to occur tonight? I just don't see a sweep happening. It, it's so hard to do. I mean, this this Winnipeg team, they, they got Nikolai Ehlers back. Uh, the biggest thing about that is it pushes Andrew Kopp into a more appropriate third-line role. Nikolai Ehlers is a top-six guy. Andrew Kopp really isn't. You've got a second group now that's Pierre-Luc Dubois, Paul Stastny, and Nikolai Ehlers that's combined for six points already. And two of those guys have only played in, uh, you know, a combined three games there. So uh, there's plenty of reasons to be on the Jets. But at the end of the day, the, the Oilers have Mick David and Drysaddle on that team. I think this is going to go five. I don't think they're going to extend it too far. Um, I would expect a 4-1, you know, series win in, in game five. But I just don't see those guys not coming out tonight, not putting everything on the line and at least forcing one more game here. All right, and finally, let's talk BGK and Minnesota. The Golden Knights looking to end this first-round series as well, and they're a minus 180 favorite if you think they can do so. Minnesota on the buyback, plus 155 total, resting at about 5.5, shaded to the under, minus 125. 
Look, to me, I mean, I'm the VGK homer in the sense that I have them to win the Cup, so obviously I hope they win this game. But really, I think they do. I mean, you saw a big momentum shift, it seems like, in favor of Vegas, and, and I think that's going to be the case tonight. It's tough to lay the minus 180, but that's really the only side I would lean here. What say you, AJ? Well, I look to puck line in this one to get the value out of it. Uh, you know, you're getting plus 148 to give up a goal and a half. Flurry's basically been unbeatable in this series, giving up just four goals in four games. He's coming off the shutout. They found offensive uh, offense again in Mark Stone, three goals, one helper. Alex Tuck has really stepped in well for Max Pacioretty uh, with three goals of his own. So I really, that's what I like most. Uh, I would even consider looking at alternate puck lines. You can get, you know, Vegas minus two and a half comes in about, 270 uh that you know that's pretty steep margin of victory but to really grab some value i, I think you can do it tonight uh, i expect the golden knights to come out and just handle this one and, and close out the series all right aj we always like kind of dabbling in the futures market as those get updated throughout the postseason and you know the stanley cup odds get taken off once the games start but we saw carolina a team that you and i were kind of talking about before we had you on they were about six to one it seems like uh mostly to win the cup as of late you can also bet the Central Division winner on Carolina plus 210 in that spot. Tampa Bay is still the odds-on favorite, minus 118. What do you like about this Hurricanes team, and would you maybe look to betting them to win the Central Division and or the Cup overall? Yeah, they were my, my uh, you know, non-Penguins pick. <laughs> my non-Homer pick was Carolina to, to, to win the Cup this year. Uh, the offense is really well put together. They're a very deep team. Uh, defensively, they've got Dougie Hamilton plus, you know, a couple other options there. And look, we talked about rookie netminders stepping in. Uh, Alex Nedeljkovic comes in, takes over the job from Peter Mrazek and has looked fantastic to start the, the series. So I, I would take them uh, in any which way you can get them, especially when you're getting some value on there. I think they'll come out of the central. And I do think they are going to be strong contenders to take home, uh, you know, Lord Stanley's chalice at the end of this thing. Yeah, look, I mean, the last odds we had, they're as high as 11-1, so potentially some good value with Carolina to win the Cup. AJ, before we let you go, my man, I mean, any other kind of tips when it comes to betting postseason hockey? It's a different beast than the regular season, that's for sure. So is there anything you kind of abide by when you are doing your handicapping process, whether it's with, you know, kind of those props, totals, run or not run lines, puck lines, or just outright money lines? What's kind of different compared to the regular season that it is with the Stanley Cup playoffs? Well, for me, I, you know, I tend to try and find the value. I, I'm willing to take a little bit more risk, um, you know, to, to get value back. And so to take puck lines that are a little bit more aggressive because it is, it's the playoffs and it's a different animal. So I, you know, I'm, I tend very conservative with my, my betting, but when it comes to playoff time, I try and be a little bit more aggressive there. The other thing I like to try and find is uh, series bets. You know, the, I talked about, I think game five, uh, for Edmonton and, and Winnipeg will be when this thing closes out. So go find that, you know, 4-1 exact series uh, total and take that at plus, you know, I, I saw it earlier today about plus 335 um, for that one. So, you know, pick and choose some spots, but I always try and find value. I During the regular season, I might be willing to lay a little juice and, you know, go for those 120, you know, minus 125s, minus 106s that you see for different things. But I try and go more value heavy little bit riskier obviously uh in the postseason now assuming that vgk and colorado meet up the avalanche are going to be the favorite do you think that's a spot you maybe look to the value with the golden knights or is colorado just that good 
Well, I think you just want me to, you know, make you feel better about your overall <laughs> pick there. But of course. I, you know, with the way, <laughs> with the way Flurry's been playing, I think you have to seriously consider it. This is a guy, he's won the cup three times. He knows what it takes. And he's playing some of the best hockey of his career right now. Uh, if they get Max Pacioretty back here uh, sooner rather than later, that's only going to help their offense. And, and I just think this is a motivated team that really kind of got embarrassed last season uh, because the offense completely dried up. They had no juice whatsoever from those guys. I think they're motivated to come out. And I, I love the value on VGK in that in that matchup. You did it anyways. That's what I like to hear, my man. AJ, we appreciate you taking some time, as always, and the kind words for my futures bet that I'll be sweating out. You can follow AJ on Twitter at AJSholes24, catch him with his great content with the puck over at RotoWire. AJ, enjoy those games tonight, my man, and best of luck with your wagers. Yeah, absolutely. You too, Danny. Thanks for having me on. Alrighty, there he is, AJ Schultz. Love talking some puck with AJ. Again, few games looking forward to later tonight. VGK taking on the Wild, looking to end that series. or minus 180 on the money line. AJ was saying, could be a good opportunity for the puck line with some value with the Golden Knights. But as for what we're playing this evening, we already have one bet underway. Drew Holiday to score more than Bam Adebayo. That game has already tipped off. In the later game with Portland and Denver, Let's hope to get a vintage Carmelo Anthony performance or just a decent one enough to get over 12 and a half because that's what we're playing with Anthony for him to score over 12 and a half points. As always, best of luck if you tail with any of our wagers. Thanks for tuning in to another edition of Rush Hour. We'll catch up again tomorrow with more hockey, baseball, and NBA action from all that's here on VEASAN. Take care. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. The wait is almost over. Get ready for the 2024 NFL season as the full schedule is announced. Every rivalry, every rematch, every rookie debut, every game revealed. The 2024 NFL schedule release presented by Verizon coming in May. Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL+. Plus. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Plus. Visit nfl.com slash schedule release to learn more. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play.